Hello, Internet. Welcome to another episode of the Get Geek Podcast. What is going on, y'all out there in Internet land? We have a couple of topics to talk about today. But first, it is myself and one other. We're a little light this week. Everybody's taking a little breather. I'm Jose. This is Wolfie. This is the dynamic duo. The this dynamic time around. Duo. I think this is the first time that we do just two hosts, no? I think... I think so. I think this is the first time. I think we've had at least three every other time because it's been like myself and AJ and Eli or myself and Walt yeah. and Eli or like you and and Walt. But this week, they're, they're taking a, a, a little time off for some personal reasons. No, nothing bad, just to have a little fun and relax. And we're here to give you guys an awesome podcast regardless. Uh, but first, I just want to mention a couple of things. For all of you out there who are liking the podcast, please like the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, rate, share, subscribe, do all of those things. Look us up on all of your favorite podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, wherever all of your favorite podcasts are sold. Of course, as we have mentioned every week, we are uh, recording remotely. So if there are any sound artifacts issues, there's way too loud background sounds or any other problems with the podcast, we do appreciate any feedback. So please give us feedback on any aspect of the podcast. Ask us questions. Give us topics you want to hear. Whatever it is that you want to do, uh, please let us know. Welcome to the podcast. What's going on, Wolfie? Nothing much. Not much. It's been a couple episodes, I think, since I've been here now. I believe so. I was off last week as well. Um, I was off traveling, uh, so I had a good time. But I definitely had some some news and some some geeky stuff that I was doing while I was relaxing last week, and the oh, boys sweet. were handling that. So there's some great stuff to talk about. I think. Well, we're going to be getting into some news as well as some geek outs today. So maybe we could talk a little bit about your, you know, your your experiences or geek outs while you were traveling in that second section. But first, we're going to start off with some news. And some of the big news this week, uh, the biggest news is even though it's not confirmed, not confirmed, it's the idea that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield will be joining Tom Holland in the next Spider-Man, which is huge. Massive. If it were to get confirmed. If it were to get confirmed. And... I think we all really believe that it is going to happen, but there have, haven't been any official confirmations about anybody getting signed on to the Spider-Man 3 movie, which we do not have a title for yet either. Uh, Homeworld, come, come back, home. I don't know how you could like kind of name that one, but we have no confirmation. I mean, it's got to be called Spider-Verse, right? That's it. Well, see, here's the thing, right? Like, that's almost like, that's almost as much as a confirmation as you need, because the fact that they're bringing Jamie Foxx back as Electro Mm -hmm. specifically tells me that he's going to reprise the role that he had with Andrew Garfield. So there's no reason why Jamie Foxx would come back. Andrew Garfield is rumored and they wouldn't bring him back. Like it's got to be obviously part of the storyline. So, exactly. And since no, Spider-Verse was so popular, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely. makes way too much sense for them to actually end up doing this. And I would be really excited to see Tobey Maguire come back as Spider-Man as well. Cause I, Spider-Man two, like gave me the feels when I was younger and I actually went to see that in the theater. So I would love to see him return to the Spider-Man franchise in some way, shape or form in the Spider-Verse. 
would be an awesome way for that to happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd be interested to see how they bring him back. Obviously, Tom Holland needs to take the center stage. Yes. Um, and I mean, I guess like, I guess Tobey Maguire would fill the uh, fulfill the uh, elder statesman role yes. of the Spider Verse, right? So, like, I guess he would play like a little bit of like, hey, this is how we did it back in my day, kind of thing or whatever i guess back in my universe dude um can you imagine if they made it a catalyst kind of like the spider-verse movie and the toby Maguire spider-man dies like that would be oh, insane they would probably bring him back somehow that would that be would insane be but I, I, I hope they don't do that because the thing I is that like I, I would like to see kind of like the three of the because one of the biggest issues or not issues, I don't want to say issues, but one of the biggest things about like the, the three Spider-Mans is that mm -hmm. they are very, very unique in their own, how they, how they were portrayed on screen, mm -hmm. how they, they fought and all that stuff. And it would be cool to kind of see like the three of them fighting together and how they would kind of combo off of each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I agree with that too. I wouldn't want to see him die or if he did somehow like get removed from the timeline early on, he would have to come back. One of the more interesting, like, I guess, theories that I heard that would be kind of cool to see, although I would have to see him also as Spider-Man, is that they make Tobey Maguire like an Uncle Ben character. That would be kind of interesting, I think. I don't know, but I don't want to guess. I guess I don't want to go too I don't want to see that because one thing about Tom, Hot, uh, the, 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 the new Spider-Man, the current Spider-Man, mm -hmm. is the... You know, the fact that we didn't get the Uncle Ben angle. So I really don't want to see the Uncle Ben, ben angle again, as even yeah. if it is through Toby, especially because like we already kind of got it through uh, Tony Stark. You yeah. know what I mean? So, you know, we're I really don't want to see that rehash. Strange, I really hope they don't go for that. Um, Was it confirmed that Doctor Strange is going to be in the film? I think that that is confirmed for Spider-Man I think that's confirmed three. also, yeah. I okay. think that's definitely confirmed. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just, it just makes too much sense. Yeah, it makes way too much sense. And I can't wait to see that. And I want to hear the the thoughts from the rest of the crew on that yeah. as well. So, so I don't want to think too like, much here. Yeah, no. So I think that, like, we're going to be, we're going to do a deep dive on the Spider-Verse. And um, I think we're going to bring one of our, like, friends of the podcast that has been on the show before, Um uh, Danny, mm -hmm. uh, Danny Fuego, who he is basically our resident Spider-Man expert, and he's going to be able to school us, mm -hmm. um, as well as all of you guys out there that may be wondering what is the Spider-Verse? Why are there three Spider-Mans possibly coming in the next film? Mm -hmm. So that's going to be a really fun episode to do a deep dive, especially with like, you know, all the, uh, you know, kind of like movie theaters and everything coming back. Oh, you yeah, know? man. Um, and with movie theaters coming back, films oh, cool. kind of getting put back on the slate and stuff like that. Um, that's also another really big piece of big news right there. You know, it's to, New York is kind of like, I think, the last place where movie theaters have still been shuttered. Yep. And in New York City, they're still closed. Yes. But in the greater New York area, starting this week, right, the 23rd. The 23rd, exactly, is when movie right. theaters so starting in New this York week on the 23rd, state. we're going to have movie theaters in, in everywhere except New York City mm -hmm. opening back up at 25% capacity, which is very, very low with guidelines. But still, it's it's we're bringing movie theaters back to New York, which is huge, considering the population of New York and how it important it is for the movie theaters, movie industry. Um, so what what do you think? Do you think? 
do you think specifically the biggest mm-hmm. movie I think that's left on the docket is um all the other movies have been pretty much pushed back until like fall next year, winter next year. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think Wonder Woman's going to get pushed again? Well, Wonder Woman is currently when is it set to be released in December? December, December, yeah, December. right? So I don't think so because there's movie theaters open now in all 50 states. Like you said, I believe New York is the last state. There were all 49 other states had movie theaters open just until now because we were even considering um, one of the things that we were going to possibly do is in New Jersey and Connecticut, which were all in New York. So we were going to travel to one of the theaters there and you can have private showings. So it's right. something that we were thinking of doing. For a super cheap rate, right? Yeah, for I it's so it's ninety nine ninety nine apparently in in most older movies. The newer movies can range actually between one fifty and three fifty. But we were thinking of getting a small crew together and going to see some movies in New Jersey. And now that's something we can do in the suburbs of New York or in upstate New York or something like that. And it's really exciting because there's some movies that we really, really want to see in theaters, including like, I know you're really excited about seeing Tenet in theaters. Yeah, I, I, you- I need to see Tenet just because, again, Christopher Nolan specifically said this movie was specifically made to be seen in theaters. You know, so I don't mm-hmm. want to miss the opportunity to see it in the theater for that reason. You were holding off. Like you said, you weren't going to watch it until you could yeah, see it Yeah, I don't want to see it anywhere other than the theater. So I that's one of the that movies movie. we wanted to see, definitely. And coming up on the Friday, the 23rd, actually, when all of these things open up, I was going to go see a a drive-through or a drive-in, I should say, a drive-in movie. I'm going to go see Borat uh, in the drive-in. And it's actually a free showing because it's coming out on Amazon Prime. But, I mean, I'm just really excited to see that movies are coming back again. And I don't think Wonder Woman's going to get pushed because... Well, they really really wanted to come out. You know, they really wanted to come out. Patty Jenkins has said that, like, she's really confident that's going to that they're not going to push it again and stuff. And it, it'll be essentially this year's biggest movie if it actually does come out, because every single mm-hmm. film, every big film has been essentially pushed to next year. So it'll be like a hope to to punctuate the end of the year as well. Like big movies will be back and like, yeah. you know, it'll make money. It'll probably have a very long run and people will go to see it over weeks and weeks and weeks because of. The, yeah. Yeah, social distancing sure. and the capacity sure. limits, which I think also in New York, it's 25 percent or like no more than 50 people. Not, you know, so, not to mention, yeah. not to mention the empty screens, because there's there's a lack of films that are going to be in the theaters. So there's no yeah. reason to like push Wonder Woman like off to the side or whatever, like after a month or six weeks. Usually some films kind of get like shelved because there's new films coming out mm-hmm. uh, with the winter being the usual dead season of films in the movie theater and stuff like that. Um, as well as no real big movies, you know, on the slate or on the docket. I think Wonder Woman's going to have like a decent, you know, decent run, especially in the winter, considering how many people have are dying to get some sort of normalcy. And there's nothing more, um, I think, you know, represent representative of, of normal mm-hmm. than a weekend movie trip with the kids, with the wife, the girlfriend, you know, with your buddies and stuff like that. Like, that's kind of like. Especially you know, for geeks, man. Yeah. Yeah, especially for geeks. It's it's, it's kind of like our normal thing. It's like, hey, like, you know, movie theater like once or twice a month, you know, at least. So exactly. It'll, it'll kind of start bringing that stuff back. That being said, let's not forget that, like, this is the winter and mm-hmm. there is a uh, there's already a, a COVID surge happening. So we do hope that anybody that does go out there to 
venture out into the movie theaters are staying as safe as possible still. So yeah, there's 41 really, really states important. with numbers we, going up. So we have yeah, to be we, careful about how we do this, you know? We do not want to prolong this. I want <laughs> movies to come back. I, I want it so bad. So here's a very quick loaded question, I guess, and then we can move on to some other news. Do you Do you think it could make somehow, maybe through a longer run, a billion dollars? Do you think that Wonder Woman That's could still tough, crack man. that? I don't, I don't think that it's going to crack a billion. I really Worldwide? don't. Because remember, I mean, it's not just the U.S. that has that. I mean, U.S. has right, but like the U.S. The, the, the U.S. comparatively, the U.S. amounts for about 60 to 70% of revenue mm-hmm. whenever it comes to like these worldwide okay. uh, releases, unless it's a Vin Diesel movie. <laughs> that usually is like 70% the other way. Or The Rock. But I something think, like right? Wonder Woman, it's going to be like usually 60 to 70% of the revenue comes from the U.S. showings. And the U.S. showings are going to be about 25 to 30% capacity. <laughs> the Rock makes a lot of money internationally as well, does, doesn't he? Yeah, not? he does. But he also does really well here in the U.S. That's why they have that rivalry, him and Vin Diesel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, with with limited, even if you limit the capacity to 50% uh-huh. in, mm-hmm. the, uh, in the U.S., um, and given the fact that it's coming out in the winter when a lot of people are spending money, you know, on trips, on gifts, on, yeah. you know, family, and there's not that much money to go around because of the economic state of the U.S., I don't think it's going to crack a billion. Dude. I think I think it'll hit six or seven hundred. Six or seven hundred million. That's still yeah. pretty darn good, I guess, considering the environment. Yeah, absolutely. So that's pretty awesome. And I guess when I'm, you get it to Blu-ray and probably streaming services, yeah, yeah. it'll probably make a whole buttload of other of other cash and revenue, which is good yeah. for the industry. And I'm excited about that. I hope. That yeah, I'm just banking money. on. I'm just banking on the fact that there was already so much hype for Wonder Woman. I mean, I I think that like Wonder Wonder Woman was going to be this year's one of maybe top two top three for sure black widow biggest Wonder woman right yeah i think wonder woman was going to do much better than black widow as it is i think it was going to do better for sure but yeah. I, I think black widow was probably going to outperform expectations because the closer we got to it i think also because maybe maybe it's partially because we haven't been to movies but still the closer we got to it and the closer we get to it like the more excited i was getting about it but the trailers look good and all that looked good so like i that was probably going to be one of the bigger yeah, movies of the sure, year. For sure. Tenet probably as well. Um, there's some big tentpole movies that didn't get to make the amount of money that they should have, unfortunately. Um, but that's the circumstance right now. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, what what do you think? The uh, you think it's going to be over 700 or under 700? I think it will be. I think it'll end up being over. 700. I think it's going to be shy of 700. I think it's going to be just over. So like. Yeah, I mean, I I probably went over on the prices right on this one, but that's cool. Like I I'm opt- I'm gonna, I want to be optimistic, I should say, and I really want. I'm gonna to say six hundred and fifty-seven million. I'll say maybe like seven fifteen, like seven point five. Okay. I'm not gonna go right. too high, right. much higher than seven. And I think we're basically in the same ballpark for the most part. Loser buys the next movie ticket. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> All I'm right, for that. Um, if I hit it exactly, if it's like six hundred and and fifty seven million, then you got to buy me popcorn too. Okay, popcorn, soda. <laughs> I'll buy. Just don't like try to kill me, but I'll buy all your snacks for that day and all your drinks and the movie ticket. You know, one and, other and thing to note. One other thing to note is that remember, Wonder Woman <laughs> was going to come out for um, like on demand over the summer. Yeah. And the entire movie industry was like, if Wonder Woman comes out on demand, we're never going to put like another Disney or Marvel film on our theaters. And they were like, 
uh, yeah, we'll wait. <laughs> so it's kind of, you know, I completely forgot about that whole like gamble because with, um, with Mulan coming out on demand yeah. and if Wonder Woman had come out on demand, I mean like movie theaters, they had to like do something. So it was, it's really interesting. It was, it, I like, I like the fact that like in some way movie theaters kind of won that little round. Yeah, because so. we don't obviously don't want to see the the death of movie theaters, but I do like yeah. some of the great ideas that they're coming up with, and like the fact that yeah, yeah they for have sure. these ways to go and see for it, sure. like with just you and your friends, which we are. Yeah. I think we're definitely going to do that, but we'll let you guys know what that experience is like when we return fully to the theater to see Tenet and to see Wonder Woman and to see New Mutants again. Like we have do to. You know what we're not going to see all these movies. What are we not going to see? It doesn't seem like we're going to see She Hulk as the She Hulk. Or are we? Or are we not? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Why don't you tell us a little bit about this news? Apparently, the She-Hulk is not cast as the She-Hulk. Right. Tatiana Maslany, correct, which from Orphan Black fame, was supposed to be confirmed as the She-Hulk as far as we knew. I mean, confirmed in in air quotes as long as most of these things are confirmed until we officially yeah, see Yeah, I thought it was confirmed. Film. I mean... Who was where? Where did the original source come from? I don't remember exactly. To be honest, I, I'm not entirely sure. I thought it was actually her. Walt would but I mean, probably everybody know this did bet since he follows Orphan Black and he's seen that. Yeah, but, but I don't think it was. Too, we got this covered, like because they're not a good source and we never use them. But like it, I don't know. Like, but you know, you know, see. the thing is that like this was supposedly confirmed for much longer than just a couple days it was it was confirmed like for more than a week you know and there was like no yeah. nobody to dispute it like if something was came out like that day about an actress or sorry female actor um how do you not like just put it out there right away unless there were negotiations there was a confirmation and then she took a step back or something happened along the lines where it's like hey like you know i need a i need a kind of take a moment here first before we confirm anything and then maybe it just fell apart I and hope, they don't want to say that talks fell apart yeah i hope this is not like bad news that maybe she doesn't want to work with someone or maybe like the money is not enough or like there's some other maybe there's some disrespect towards her from from somebody on the part of marvel or i just hope I that know, it's man. not like some sort of negative situation that's gonna deny us this this actress being she hulk um, female actor female actor this actor being being she hulk that's something that like i really wouldn't want to see that and see there you know it could be something as 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 innocent as saying actress instead of female actor i hope <laughs> that it's not something like that like you know and that's something i mean i don't think that, that it is i my, my assumption no. is probably that there's just maybe creative differences or maybe there's um just a different direction that she might want to go or reneging on it and stuff like that. And as no opposed idea. to making, you know, the thing is, it's so early on in the announcement and everything that it'd be much easier to say that, hey, this was never confirmed um, or that there was a mistake in the confirmation versus coming out with like some sort of truth. Like, hey, like we had creative differences or that's not the direction I want to go mm -hmm. um, or I don't want to work with this person. It's be, it, it would be better to like brush it on the rug. If it was something serious against her, I think that she would have came out and said it. The fact that nothing like that came out, I'm assuming that it's something more, um, I want to say something more amicable. Yeah, um, I mean, it was apparently it was Deadline that that confirmed this. And Deadline is normally- Deadline a, is reputable, man. A pretty reputable Deadline's source. legit. Exactly. And they, they probably wouldn't post something like this unless it was- And they haven't done a retraction, right? 
no, I don't think so. I wonder if they updated the original article. I'm linking to that. Uh, yeah, take see. a look at the, the article because if they haven't, like, if it was their mistake, they would have made a retraction. Of course, yeah, they definitely would you know? have. I mean, and one, it's already been a few days since this news broke, so <laughs> it'd be surprising. You know yeah, what it that, could? That's early, you you know? know what I want it to be? You know what I want it to be? That would be the most what? fun. I want this to be trolling Mark Ruffalo because, of course, he like confirmed it, confirmed it on his Twitter, and you know how Mark Ruffalo is like the loose lips sink ships guy for Marvel and the MCU. Besides Tom Holland, he's always like <laughs> saying true. things that he shouldn't. Um, maybe she's trolling him, and it's just a joke. Uh, because after Deadline confirmed or confirmed it again in air quotes, uh, Mark Ruffalo tweeted not too long after the story broke, welcome to the family cuz at Tatiana Maslani, hashtag she home. <laughs> so maybe it's just you know, a fun thing- troll and then she'll come out and be like, haha, like, you know, I got you, Mark Ruffalo. I rickrolled you or something. Yeah. I hope so. I, I mean, I, I don't think that that's the case. I think that like, it seems like Deadline had... It seems like Deadline have their sources within Marvel Studios that, you know, told them that she's the uh, that she's their choice. But again, this seems like something where like this is where they want her. This is who they want. And then maybe just things didn't pan out. I'm looking for like a Deadline update, honestly, to see if they if they have anything on it, because I'm looking at the original article and I haven't found anything yet, but let me, let me yeah. just do a quick Google search. But I mean, I mean, I can't find anything, you know, I, I oh, have actually on, actually on the uh, deadline article over here, they do have an update shortly after deadline story on Tatiana Maslany. She Hulk casting was published. It was retweeted by Mike. Oh no, this is actually, that's the Mark Ruffalo tweet. Oh yeah. That's yeah. the, that's so, the warm welcome. Um, let me see, because you know, I I actually have not seen this actor in in anything yet, to be honest. But Walt is is usually a good judge of like you know good shows and good actors and all of that. And he's absolutely floored by her performance in uh, Orphan Black. So yeah, there's there's no I can't see any news on on Deadline about yeah the update. So I guess we'll see what happens, and we hope that she ends up being. She Hulk, and we hope that it's not something that ends up delaying the show or being basically negative in any way for her or for Marvel Studios. Like, we just hope this ends up being an amicable, good situation for everybody, and that she plays the character. That's that's basically the way that I see it. I mean, I hope that it's smoke and mirrors. I hope that this is something where they just want to kind of like simmer it down, not let a lot of news come out. Because again, you know, like the whole Spider Man thing. It hasn't been confirmed, and for me, the not you know not having that confirmed is 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 you know better than confirming it now before it even goes into production. Or maybe it's the same nonsense that was happening with the Mandalorian season two, where they said that Pedro Pascal was somehow not in in the season or not happy or something like that. And we really have that's there's been no actual confirmations of that that just seems like some other nonsense that basically yeah exactly, to exactly. Make some negativity happen you know that's how that's how these things can be sometimes but right this is well this is coming from the source also but again it's such a so we don't know situation. yet we have so no we idea don't know yet we have no idea yet so i guess we'll see i guess we'll see so that's been that's been pretty much kind of like the big geek news this week yeah. um before we go into our geek outs um we want to take a moment to you know once again thank you guys for checking out the podcast listening in and all that Mm -hmm. and again if you guys like what you're listening to please share 
like, rate, subscribe, tell all your friends, tag your friends, send the episode over right now to someone you think that would be into what we're talking about. Yes. Um, But yeah, please do. Into our geek outs. Yes. So, Uh, dude, what are you geeking out of? So this this week, we're going to have a bigger conversation about this for sure, because this was Walt's big game of the year candidate even before it came out. Um, but I've been geeking out on Ghost of Tsushima and my adventures trying to play it remotely, which didn't really pan out too well, but I beat the game. We've all beaten the game. Uh, Walt, yourself, you beat the game and I beat the game recently as well. And we're going to get into that and Legend, a post-mortem. Yeah, we're going to do the big one on a a separate podcast because, well, that game was awesome, actually. And it's definitely a game of the year contender. Um, it's it's something Which that won't I will take game of the year itself. Yeah. Huh? Um, what's that? You won't say game of the year yet. I won't say game of the year yet. I won't say game of the year yet because you know what? I also want to save that because we probably should talk about that eventually at some. We'll point. talk about we game think our game of the year, year is too. So I want to yeah, hold on to that. Yeah. But yeah. I, I will say, I will say, maybe when we have that conversation, you guys might be surprised. But, <laughs> but. <laughs> so yeah so tell me like what the, so so real quick guys big time spoiler alert right now we're gonna yes. talk about a little bit of ghost of tsushima it's ending and other stuff so if you don't want to uh hear that or spoil that for yourself go ahead and skip over to the uh next part of our episode which will be my geek out okay um yes but yeah 100 percent. which will have spoilers Anyways, as well huh? <laughs> that part of the episode will probably have spoilers as well i would imagine but yeah, well, I mean, you know. Um, so, so Ghost of Tsushima, spoilers, spoilers. I'll talk about the gameplay first so that there, it's a little less spoilery, although it will still be spoilers for those who want to, like, you know, learn about certain mechanics and things like that in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so the gameplay for me, I mean, I, I love the sword play. Uh, I can't wait to get into Legends and play as either the Samurai or the Ronin. I want to be the big sword play guy. Um, oh, by the way, guys, Legends, if you guys don't know what Legends is, yes. is, this week's update or this past week's update that just came out and that gives us the um, multiplayer aspect of yes. Tsushima, which, again, it's insane that like a game that has such a, a strong single player campaign and depth has already such an amazing multiplayer experience. And, you know, it's only been out a couple of days and stuff. So we're definitely going to get into that when we do our deep dive as well. And we've tried it, but we haven't played it together yet. And we will. And we're going to super deep dive into that. But so so the game play, the gameplay of Ghost of Tsushima, it was, it's absolutely fantastic. I've never played a game, I don't think, where I've enjoyed the the basic mechanics so much. Okay, I'm going to give Ghost of Tsushima that. It's incredible how they handle swordplay in this game. It's not perfect because nothing is, but it's something that they can you know improve upon in the second game. But the way that that everything balances in the game is better than like the, the Arkham games. It's better than the Assassin's Creed games. It's it takes this kind of these action adventure third person that's games order that's a that's a that's a huge comparison to it's make a huge comparison i think it gets yeah. the basic mechanic of just slashing people to death better than pretty much any game that i've played and walt and i have certainly been pretty obsessed with samurai and swordplay games for a long time you know starting with games like even bushido blade from back in the day where it's a really 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 realistic swordplay experience or at least that you know as close to you can get 
with a video game where just one slash, one slice of the blade can be the end of your opponent. And I, you know, I was playing it on lethal because, uh, you know, I'm a masochist and I like to play it on very high difficulties and challenge myself, all these games that I play. Um, so I got to see like the, the highest level of challenge for the sword play. I love the way that it balances your sword stances. I think that that's, that's a big reason why the gameplay is so awesome because you have a stance for every weapon, for every opponent, right? And that gives you a little bit of an advantage, but it's like rock, paper, scissors, because if you use the, the stance for, you know, sword enemies, then you might not get the awesome mechanic of being able to automatically block enemies who have spears by using the spear stance. Like it's such a rock, paper, scissors balance to how you actually attack people with your sword. So that's fantastic about the game. Like I said, I'll leave more opinions for when we actually go. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I agree that, with right? that. I think, I think that like um, mm -hmm. that those mechanics were, it's what made the game different from like your other slasher games and stuff like that, like mm -hmm. hack and slash. I mean, if you think about like th this to me had like a Assassin's Creed, Dynasty Warriors, mm -hmm. uh, Ninja Gaiden feel to it. Yep. Or maybe not Ninja Gaiden, but maybe more Onimusha. Ninja Gaiden, Ninja Gaiden, maybe in more of the aspects of the game that I feel like you enjoyed more, like the ghost aspects. Mm, Ninja Gaiden wasn't that like much of an actual ninja game. Like they, you didn't really have a lot of like stealth in Ninja Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden was just a straight up like hack and slash uh, by a ninja. That's true. More um, the weapons, I, correct, I, I yeah, would say, though, I would like say the distant yeah, weapons. You know, maybe Tenchu. Yeah. Or Tenchi. That, that would Tenchi be another good comparison too. Yeah, which, what's it, is it Tenchi or Tenchu? It's it was Tenchu. It was Tenchu. Yeah, Tenchu. So I think it was a little bit more like that, you know, because you had the stuff, you had like the combat mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Um, but uh, but yeah, it kind of lives on its own because of this whole stance stuff. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. the The format was perfected on things like Tenchu. Actually, that's, I'm actually glad you mentioned that because thinking of that, that's a very good comparison. It was very similar in it, in the basic overall goals of the game. And how I you wonder if Tenchu's coming to the uh, Xbox Game Pass. That would be awesome. I would like to revisit that game because yeah, that exactly, game. Yeah. Let's see. I just want to say that. So here's here's I guess the the gripe that I have with Ghost of Tsushima, and it's not it you know it's it's a small one really because I enjoy every other aspect of the game so much that I, I you know I didn't find the stealth. I, it's not that I didn't find it fun like playing as the ghost which is of course when you use more stealth components and like more of your tools and weapons and things like that it's really fun it's really a lot of fun but i think that the the stealth elements just aren't complete because when i play as the ghost in the in ghost of tsushima uh i can sprint up on a group of guys as long as i turn a corner i can sprint up on like three mongols and press triangle and I right, can you assassinate this, yeah. all three of them, you know, in a quick succession. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't be able to do stuff kind of like that, you know, but I think that it would be more fun. And, you, you know, again, this is because I like a little more challenge. It would be more fun if like maybe, you know, with how fast you move while you're crouching, like it's it wouldn't be that much of a sacrifice to make their hearing better when you're sprinting or running. And they would be able to see you. Yeah, no, I totally form. agree. Yeah. I totally agree. Now, but here's the thing. This is the crazy thing. Like, this game is such a good game. And it's the first iteration of it 
mm-hmm. from Sucker Punch. I don't believe that they, you know, they haven't done anything near like this as nope. far as some mechanics from other stuff that they've done or whatever it is. Nope. You know, this is the first iteration of this entire experience. And I think that it was an amazing job for what it is. I mean, I definitely agree that like the enemy AI mm-hmm. could definitely be approved on. You know, to me, it definitely reminded me of like Metal Gear Solid. Um, you know, the AI, especially in that first game where like it's, mm-hmm. you know, they have like their specific patterns yeah, and they can be look, you can be in the hallway where they can, you know, in real life, they'd be able to see you. Yeah. But because you're not in the cone of like their visual space, they yeah. don't actually see you. So it's kind of like the same scenario. I was expecting like, the exclamation yeah. point to like pop up above their head <laughs> yeah. a couple of times. Yeah. So, and that's um, yeah but it's still a great game and that's such a small gripe because it's so cool to also sprint up on three dudes and assassinate all of them in the cool way that you can in this game so it's still so much fun and it just needs a little tweaking you know the the way you get around the missions that you get to do like the missions are amazing yeah Yeah, probably some of the best side missions i've ever played in an open world game i would say man you know i gotta talk about that real quick because that's the thing the the side missions and i'm sorry i'm I'm geeking out with you on this um the side missions for me yeah what made the side missions so good is that they weren't just side missions especially like the legends yeah the fact that these things were actual legends that had a tail that had ramifications as far as the character you know going out there to do a side legend you get like this mystical tale about like this samurai that lived long ago. And then all of a sudden by doing it, you get like this cool armor or this cool yes. weapon or this new ability. And it's like, it's not just a side quest. It feels like it's, you're, you're learning more about this actual world, right? Like it's like, yeah, if this lore. world was today, if you go to Japan and you're into like, mm-hmm. you get into like martial arts and the whole lore, you may find about like the legend of this samurai of Miyamoto Musashi and stuff like that. And then like learn more about him and then like finally get something. It's like it, it, it creates the world as opposed to just like um, a fetch mission. Because that's the thing. Yeah. The legends are essentially fetch missions. Yes. Right. They're fetch quests. Fetch quests. But they're you know so much I mean? bigger and, than um, that for, for the Yeah, so much said. bigger because if you hit all the legends, uh-huh. you know, all the legend side quests specifically, like it just... It makes the experience of the immersion of the world of Tsushima that much more real. Yes. You know, aside from like the amazing, um, you know, the, the world building, the architecture, the the, mm-hmm. the the colors, the leaves, the grass, you know, everything like it just makes the yeah. world feel like it's alive. Yeah, it really know? does. And and one of the other things that's so great about some of the side quests that I can mention, and this is a these are going to be a little bit more, I guess, story story based spoilers. But like one of the things first off that I really love about the side quest also is that the voice acting in this game is so amazing. And I played it in Japanese the first time around. I'm going to play it in English, probably in a new game plus, which is one of the new features that was introduced in the Legends update that just came out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but the voice acting and like the one of my favorite characters is the the storyteller that that tells you the legends in the in the Japanese dub his voice is just so amazing. Like the way that he delivers it, the voice acting is just so incredible in this game from top to bottom with Jin Sakai and with Kotun Khan and Lord Shimura, all of the voice actors, you know, and you know, Lady Misako, incredible voice actors. And that's just another element of the game that you see in these incredible side missions. Um, right. That is just so incredible about the game. And the one other thing that I will say and, and mention about the side quests is one of my favorites besides the legends 
was, uh, I believe, the six blades of Kojiro, the duels that you had to do. Oh, against. that was so cool. That yeah. was cool. That oh, was man. I got to say that. Awesome. And it wasn't, it wasn't that easy, actually. It was really hard. I think Kojiro yeah. was actually, to, for me, the hardest fight I had in the game. Harder than yeah, same. Oilers. Yeah, Kokun I Khan. died actually quite a few times again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, harder than the Khan and harder than, I actually won't spoil the final boss of the game. I'll save that for when we totally discuss it in the big postmortem. Um, but harder than that boss battle. And that's a, that's a spoiler, too. Like I said, we, we're spoiling it. But Kotun Khan... Not as hard as Kojiro. Uh, I think that the reason for that is is that the duels, which also, if you think about this, and I, and I kind of I don't want I want to make sure that we leave enough you know meat on the bones so that when we do our post mortem and really do a deep dive, that we we get a chance to really talk and nitpick about everything. But this is actually kind of interesting, and it just dawned on me right now that the duels were essentially like you know there's samurai battles where they um where you don't have the ability to uh you can't use any of your extra abilities you can't switch stances right you know um if i'm the, not if i'm not mistaken with the, with the duels yeah you can but it's not effective i have because i've i've right oh yeah because I've there's done... it's, it's a sword battle so you kind of have to like stay in the stone stance yeah because you're fighting stone. you're not fighting uh you know someone with a spear it, or a shield is it or whatever moon, is it moon stance that is for the brutes whatever the brute stance is like I yeah have moon stance is for the brutes i have used because that's effective against all stances yeah. it's kind of a no that's true it is purpose but you stance. can't use you can't use like a bunch of like all your extra abilities you yeah know what i mean you can't use the ghost stance either um you can use I mean, the special moves which i definitely do like the some like of the, the special three slashes moves, yeah. and the the right, slash right, right. that can cut off their arm and all of that the the quick right, charge exactly. slash. so you can i have used those effectively you can basically important. use all of like your samurai techniques but you can't use like a bunch of the other tools and stuff you yeah. know because it's a straight up face off and i think that like that mm-hmm. lends to the idea of this being harder because you're being harder than um Colton khan because in this world, the samurais are the, you know, the top of the food chain. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. And that, I, I felt like that kind of helped also create the, 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 the world of Tsushima where like, you know, these samurais are real. They're not just, they're not your, 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 your the Mongol peons or, you know, or Kodan Khan and stuff. These guys are like, when you are facing a samurai, it's an actual challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that was pretty cool too. One more thing, I want to th- I want to thank you because it I was trying to one hundred percent this game before I finished it. But for those of you out here that are, that they're still getting through this game, and I guess heard some spoilers, I would still say it's really a really good idea to finish the story first because it makes the the one hundred percent quest so much cooler. And I want to thank you for telling me to do that because yeah. I'm so happy that I did that. I'm really happy that I did. Yeah, that. it's. I think it's definitely better to just wait. Don't want to spoil anything more, but mm-hmm. definitely don't don't worry about. I mean, aside from the fact that like there's a ton of quests to do. Yeah. You know, finish the campaign. Do the do the legends. Do even do some of the legends. Maybe mm-hmm. not all of them. Because um, there's some stuff I you would might save need. it because <laughs> when you when you finish the game, it's not just that you do the end credits there's something there special for you guys that'll make the experience of going back into the game so so cool so So highly recommend that you save the side quest this is this is one of those this is one of those games where like you get your appetizer you get your meat and potatoes but the vegetables are still super super good yeah and you, you, you know you 
just enjoy the entire experience. Don't just so, go straight for the meat. Because it's got some of the best side quests ever. And it, yeah, again, that absolutely. context at the end. Absolutely. Really incredible. I really, I'm really enjoyed this game and I'm, I'm going to get into it more. We're going to get into it more. Yeah, absolutely. And it's definitely a candidate for game of the year for me. And we'll see who wins. Um. All right. So is it my turn? Yeah. You, what, what Even the though heck I have was you been kind of already about? geeking out, I think I was already geeking out. So I think, well, there's been a lot of good stuff to geek out about over the last couple yeah. of weeks. Uh, well, something that neither of us got to enjoy was the actual um, the boys finale episode that we did um, that the other boys ended yes. up doing. Yes. <laughs> You know, and I like I didn't get it. I didn't jump on that episode because I didn't get a chance to see the finale when it came out. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that I was able to see the finale before all the memes came out. You know, even though I wasn't able to see like mm-hmm. jump on the cast last week. So good. Um, I got a chance <laughs> to see the finale and man, it blew my mind. And I'm geeking out over the boys. It blew a lot of people's minds. It was really, really, <laughs> <laughs> literally and figuratively. <laughs> literally so again, figuratively. this yeah. is a uh, your last spoiler warning. We're gonna talk about the, the finale of uh, the boys. If you saw the last episode, then mm-hmm. this is just gonna be just our quick impressions yes. on the boys. Um, and man, like that that last episode was insane. Um, <sighs> Tell us about what what was what was the super biggest most insane moment of the episode for you and again spoilers for those who are listening um, big stuff Mind so blowing. i mean the thing is that there, you know the thing is that it wasn't like a it wasn't an episode where like my jaw dropped many times mm-hmm. um it's just the culmin like all the things that happened were like very satisfactory yes okay. you know there was a lot of satisfaction there you know like the satisfaction of storm uh what's stormfront storm stormfront getting yeah. her but kicked that kraut. by all the girls. <laughs> and um and it's so funny the line that like they hit like right there was like, wow, girls really do get it done. Yeah. And you know what? I had <laughs> this just conversation like, with someone else really quickly um about that yeah. line. It's not to me as cringeworthy as the um she's got help from Avengers Endgame for a couple of reasons because it's just basically not as cringy, but it's also something I feel you know like Frenchie would, would say in that situation because yeah, well, he's well, self-aware, see the event- but a, a kind of a weirdo at the same time. The Avengers one wasn't actually that cringy. The one was that, that was really cringy for me was the Dark Phoenix one. I forgot what it was that... Um, uh, oh, oh, it was God. between uh, Mystique... Mystique and, and Professor X. I forgot like what she said that was oh, like so cringe that everyone in the theater was just like, oh, what the heck? About it calling it X Men. It was about how the the women got it got all the work done in the X Men. Something team. like that. I gotta look and, up that quote. But yeah, yeah. I don't remember. No, exactly this was this was, was cool. <laughs> but the thing that like was really cool about the beatdown, yeah, is that it wasn't a superhero beatdown. It was kind of like a straight up Brooklyn jump beatdown. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they there was no finesse. Around. There was no superpowers necessarily. They literally they just started stomping, stomping the crap out of her and like kicking her and like just like literally beating the crap out of her. And it was like, oh, that was just so satisfactory. So it, the satisfaction of seeing that happen was just like it, I shouldn't be satisfied by seeing like just a straight up beat down as opposed to like a big superhero <laughs> battle. Um, but, but it was, was so funny. Just, it was so funny. It was hilarious because of the fact that it was just a beat. Like they didn't yeah, even care. They just hated up so much down. that they were just like, um, "We're gonna I, beat this B B to like practically to death." Like they really yeah, but yeah. The next the next big shock was oh, man when um 
when when the Homelander's kid essentially is trying to save his mom mm-hmm. from Homelander, no, from Stormfront, right? From Stormfront trying to trying to yeah, you know, kill, kill her, her choke kill her out and stuff. Mom. And you know he goes into rage. He blasts her with his uh with his beams from his eyes and stuff like that. But he mm-hmm. ends up killing his own mom. Yeah, and that was like a jaw drop, like, oh, my God, so close. Like, he's right there and like Butcher's right there. He's going to ha- he's going to get his wife. Butcher is doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he he tried to save them, even though like he was about to, you know, kind of like, you know, stab her in the back and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, So that part was like my jaw dropped out of like sadness, you know, when I saw yeah. that. Um. Even Homelander's uh, reaction to what happened to Stormfront was was kind of heartbreaking, and Homelander had some like relatable moments in this episode. To me, you know the thing the thing with this episode with this season Mm -hmm. is that Homelander, I think that he showed more humanity in this season than he did in the first one. Mm -hmm. You know, in some ways, simply because he, he it showed that he is human, right? Like he cares about he legitimately cares about you know having his son and trying to raise him, even though he he's not doing it the right way or the moral way but he actually cares about being a father and he you know at some points like cared about like you know his son wanting his mom and stuff like that just he was manipulated by stormfront Mm -hmm. um and then obviously the relationship between him and stormfront um that was that was that was you know crazy too you know again like it showed a more human side to homelander but what ends up happening now that Stormfront is gone and mm-hmm. you know his child is gone and all that stuff is that like he's in he's completely unhinged now. Well, I, I want to actually say we don't know that Stormfront is gone because remember she can heal, so we no, don't no, know no. that she's dead. That's true, and 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 they didn't say that she's dead. They, she, yeah. they said that like uh, that she's locked up somewhere. You know what I mean? That's um, right. Yeah, right. But and that black he's, door but, but essentially, or something. Yeah, right? but I mean, we don't know what's gonna happen with her essentially. Mm-hmm. But he's like pretty much kind of unhinged. Like he's, you know, in his mind, I feel like the end of the show or the end of the season showed him like kind of like out of control. You yeah. know, especially him coming out of the cabin completely bloodied up. Even though that's like par for the course for Homelander, it's just at like a little bit of a different level. You know, it was really um, creepy so, how he like licked his lips after he walked out of there and he had killed all of those guys in that cabin. That was a creepy moment. A very right. Moment. Right. The, I mean, the relatable moment for me, I believe, was the most relatable moment was definitely when he he was trying to he was trying to console Ryan about what it was like to grow up with powers and learn about it. And he really, like, he did want him to grow up with a family instead of the doctors that Homelander grew up with. He, like, he definitely right, gave him some right. relatable stories. And, like, he took it back, kind of, the, the the relatability of his moment when he admitted that he cried. And he was like, oh, but not in a long while because I'm a man. You know, there's definitely still, like, he's still a broken person. And the yeah. last moment of the season, which I, I can't mention it on the air because it's a little too rated X. Wow, I was about <laughs> um, to mention it. Uh, that's my like third jaw dropping <laughs> little thing. Okay, how ca- how far um, can we go in describing this moment? Well, well I'm not going to necessarily <laughs> describe it, but Homelander had a very um. This is this is where I was like, all right, well, he's definitely completely unhinged. Yeah, uh, he had you know a, a moment where he's just like basically at this point he's just like screw it. I'm going to do what I want. Mm-hmm. And he Screw proceeds it, yeah. to do what he wants on a moonlit night 
he definitely said like screw it. A building. <laughs> yeah. He definitely said screw it. <laughs> um so yeah, I think that like this is just an example of like what's to come. Because the other thing too about this show what's to come, this, yes. this episode is that like this episode, whereas the first season ended on a cliffhanger, There's a, a lot super to come. cliffhanger, this one tied up a lot of knots. So it felt like the end of an actual movie. Yeah. That left a lot of like, you know, breadcrumbs for the next season, the next film, whatever it is. Um I agree. And I think the next season is just going to be like a whole new phase, right? Because Butcher's whole goal was to uh, get revenge for his wife. Then he found out about his wife being alive. And then it's to get get his wife back. Um, all that's kind of like out of the window now, right? Because his wife is dead and, you know, like the kid is back with the CIA and stuff. And, and it seems like I don't necessarily know where Butcher's going, except for the fact that, like, he was offered a job to spy on spy on the soups. So. Yeah, everybody kind of ends up in a new place at the end of the season because you have, so you have Stormfront is kind of out of the seven for now because she was outed as like a Kraut and all of that. And yeah, like as like not just Nazi, a Kraut, but a Nazi. Like right? all these terrible things. Well, yeah, Kraut, I guess, wasn't the best word to use by by Queen Maeve when, before she punched her in the face. But like she should have said, hey, Nazi, because Nazis suck, not Krauts. But um, like Stormfront is in a, in a different place. Homelander is in a totally different place. He's unhinged, which apparently was a moment that that scene was something that they filmed in season one and Amazon didn't want to air it. And now they do. And I guess it's more appropriate. Wait, which which scene? The, 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 the final the moment. The, the oh, moment, really? The moment with so many things to come. That moment right there <laughs> was supposed to be in season one. Oh, um, OK. But they, they saved okay. it in a way for the for this season. Um, so he's in a different place. And Annie is in a different place. Starlight is in a different place. She was framed and all of this stuff. And now she's back in the seven and she's wearing her, yeah, her exactly. original costume, exactly. which I thought was yep. a, a nice touch. The less like, you know, risque costume. Queen Maeve is back in a new place, Black Noir. And Huey is in a new place as well with where he ends up, I think, at the end of the season. Um, because he ends up with, well, a surprise character, maybe not a surprise for some, um, but for a very, very big surprise as to who was blowing people's minds, I think. Yeah, that was kind of huge. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I, I don't want to spoil that part. Well, actually, we're in spoiler territory, right? Yeah, they so already spoke matter. about it last week, I would imagine. Yeah, basically the show's AOC is actually a soup who's going around <laughs> blowing up all her enemies and stuff. So it's kind of crazy. That um, I mean, I didn't necessarily see it coming, to be honest with you. No, Did you? I didn't. But I, I've definitely seen some videos by like new rock stars and all these other great YouTube channels that they also no, most of them didn't really get it. Um, a lot of people didn't see this moment coming, which is actually interesting because, uh, well, in the comics, I mean, should I spoil the comic at all? I sh maybe I shouldn't spoil the comic. But no, 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 not the comic, not the comic. So, I think that's something that I want to do is. I'll leave that alone because I know um, you want to read the far, comic. I don't want to spoil I'd that like for you. To, yeah, mm -hmm. I'd like to actually do a comic readout episode um, on the boys, you know, because now I'm, you know, I I, I want more boys. Yeah, I'm I not going to say that boys, this is anything specific yeah. to what happened in the comic, and I'll leave it at that, and I won't spoil it. But yeah, like there were definitely some hints and some clues, and if you watch the earlier um, big moments in episode seven where we have basically the boys version of the red wedding and she pops everybody's head in that courtroom you see her looking at everyone you like watch her eyes dart and like 
they really focus on who she's looking at in that moment. So hmm. like there's all these little hints back. and there's a hint also like, yeah, definitely you got to check, go back and look at some of this stuff because there's all these little hints, especially like there, he was having, she was having that conversation with, I believe the other Senator in their office. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he said something about like blowing minds or like something like that. See, I, I, I got to look hints. at these. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the one thing that I do love about like eight episode seasons, mm-hmm. even though it may feel short, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, it's easily digestible. Like I can see this once or a couple more times and stuff and not feel like it's 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 a big chore. Yeah. And um, it's easier to know. not to juggle a few things and do them well and not have too yeah. many plot holes. Yeah. I actually really like this eight, eight to ten episodes is kind of the sweet spot because even some of the great Marvel shows on Netflix that were like 13 episodes you have a little bit too much filler in the middle. So I definitely I mean, agree. Here's a, like perfect example though with the whole AOC. I mean, I don't want to call her AOC. I forgot what her actual name is on the show, but she essentially takes over the role of AOC in, in the government. She is the uh, far left um, champion of the uh, middle-class progressive. And um, in that Senate hearing, uh, she like, as far as her acting goes, when all the heads were blowing up, Mm-hmm. She was like legitimately scared and afraid and she's like freaking out over all the blood and everything. So like, you know, seeing that, I would have never guessed that it was her seeing her yeah. reaction, the way that she acted and all that stuff. Yeah, it's really uh, hard to see, her? but like, it's really hard to like see that, but it's just there because there were so many subtle things that they used to drop hands. There's nothing overt, which is why it's so great. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, it's, it's a little foreshadowing. Yes. Yeah, like like her name is uh, Victoria is Newman, Victoria Newman's yeah, character. Victoria Newman. Yeah, yeah. So like she, like all of those moments and you, again, the way that they played her is, is like this really, really concerned progressive, somebody who generally wants to do the right thing by people. And she's so anti-vought for the entire season, like that, you know, you figure that there's maybe a way that she's kind of involved in this. Cause I, I had little suspicions here and there, you know, my, not just my, because my of the comic, thing, but that wasn't something that I was going to say hundred percent. That's like my last bet. The last right. My I, thing is that I think that her angle, I think that her angle is that she's using Vought as the big bad guy, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To get herself ahead. But if she exposes him right now and she like kills Vought right now, then she doesn't have another big bad to get to the presidency, for example. As long as as long as they're like Vought is still a problem, she can keep championing and keep like progressing and playing the political game until she actually gets to the White House. I think that's the the that's her angle. I think I, you know what? I have an alternate thought um and then I kind of want to if I may I want to mention one moment that I really enjoyed in the season and one Absolutely. scene besides all the awesome ones that you talked about. But I actually don't think that she is really in control in this situation because here's another detail that is a small one, but she has a daughter where the heck has her daughter been? We've never seen her daughter once. She mentions that she has a daughter in her speech where like earlier in the season where Homelander arrives and we see that moment where we think he like kills everybody in the crowd and it just ends up him being unhinged and seeing that in his head. She says she has a daughter. You never see her ever throughout the entire mm-hmm. season. Maybe Vought is actually holding on to her daughter and they're using her and in order to to do all of these things and kind of create the create the enemy and control the narrative 
and she's actually the person that's being manipulated in the situation. Mm, interesting. It's possible. Interesting. You know, that's just my theory. And you could be right for, for sure as well, because that's an awesome theory. But I just want to mention my one of my favorite scenes besides the beatdowns and besides all that other great stuff. Um, and again, Homelander was fantastic this episode. I think Anthony Starr probably deserves an Emmy nomination at the very least. But one of my favorite actors definitely delivered in this episode, Giancarlo Esposito's uh, scene with Billy Butcher. Of course. And Edgar. Of course. That was such a cool scene. I love that entire conversation. I love the the way that he jabbed at Billy Butcher when he kind of turned around on him. Like he said, uh, you said, I'm a, I'm a bastard or like something like that. He said, I'm an evil bastard or manipulative bastard because Billy Butcher told him that he was. And then Butcher reveals his plot to separate Becca and Ryan, just take Becca back and like have Vought keep Ryan and like raise him kind of like Homelander was raised. That mo- that whole conversation was just really, really awesome. The back and forth, uh, the moment earlier on where, where he asked Stan Edgar how many people he ha- basically has guns trained on, Billy Butcher, and he says that there's several guys ready to kill him if he does anything crazy. Like just the way that that Giancarlo Esposito plays every role and the way that that whole yeah. scene went and even that little kind of jab where he says that he can't like kind of lash out and be too crazy. Um, and he, he has this like li- great line. Uh, yeah, that's wh- the white man's. Uh, yeah, exactly. that's the white man's power. The white man's luxury, he calls it. Luxury. luxury white yeah. man's luxury to be able to lash out and be kind of a maniac. And even Butcher's look when he says that kind of in acknowledgement of that, like, cause Butcher's totally yeah. nuts and Homelander's totally yeah. nuts and Stan Edgar is quiet nuts. So that was an awesome scene. And like, I mean, I was just, it was just a really, 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 like you said, pretty perfect finale, a wonderful way to tie up the first two seasons and to see our characters in a totally new place. Yeah, in absolutely. Three with new characters introduced as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I, I I can't wait for the next season. Um, yeah, can I? And yeah, that's that's what I've that's what I've been geeking out. That Ghost of Tsushima, yeah. apparently, and the boys. Yeah, we've both been geeking out about both of those things because they were both awesome, and we we hope you guys enjoyed them as well. All of you out there in the geekdom, and I think that's Word. all she wrote for this week. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think we had a really really awesome conversation about all things She Hulk, about all things Spider Verse. Not all things. Well, about possibly things. But we will have a conversation to all come. things Spider-Verse soon. And we have some great episodes and some really exciting stuff and really exciting content coming up this week as well. So I can't wait for all of that. And we hope you guys enjoyed this episode with just the two of us. Yeah, same. I mean, if you guys <laughs> like uh, our impressions of the boys, but you didn't get a chance to check out our previous episode where the rest of the crew got a chance to talk about the boys please go ahead and listen in um it's an awesome episode mm-hmm. uh and yeah and once again if you guys like us we hope you do since you've gotten to the end of the episode yes please like rate share and subscribe uh wherever you're currently listening to this do it and if you don't like us either way i hope, I hope you do but yeah thank you guys so much <laughs> thank you for listening into the podcast as always You know what I got to say to everybody out there? Please stay geeky, my friends.